The following content has been provided by RWTH Aachen University. So today we're going to take a look at OS X, um, and uh, in its sort of current version um, called El Capitan, ten, this is sort of version 10.11. Um, but we're going to take a look at how that evolved and how that changed, similar to sort of how the, the Windows system evolved that we looked at last time. Um, and the roots of Mac OS X were actually in a company called Next. Um, in 1985, and this is, you know, when you think about it, you may remember the Mac, you know, commercial, like, you know, it's 1984 and blah, 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 and the Mac comes out. A year later, uh, Apple essentially kicks out uh, Steve Jobs. Then he goes off and, uh, you know, founds a new company called Next, um, which he did in order to create, you know, beautiful black computers, basically. So that kind of stuff up here. We'll see a bigger picture on the next slide. Um, a couple of years later, they came out with a uh, first version of this, um, you know, next generation sort of, operating system for those next generation computers, um, and it was called Next Step. It ran on, an, on a 68,000 CPU, so nothing unusual for, for the time then. Um, used, however, a Mach kernel, which is basically Unix. Right? So this was, system was built on top of Unix. Um, Jobs kind of considered what happened building up in the, um, in the classic Mac system to sort of not be enough to do a next generation system. So he kind of figured out the fact that, you know, we're not really getting much more sort of mileage out of the, you know, cooperative multitasking thing. So he decided to basically build, you know, build a new operating system with these folks at Next based on a Unix kernel. So much more you know, technical, a much more technical approach. Uh, this system also supported uh, display postscript. You may remember we briefly talked about vector versus um, raster based um, um, graphics event libraries. Display PostScript essentially uses the language you use to talk to your printer to render on the screen. And we briefly talked about PostScript, I think, a couple weeks ago, um, being a command language that essentially consists of drawing commands in a mathematical language. There's no pixelation inside PostScript. It's all mathematically defined curves, lines, etc. Um, also, what was new in the uh, next operating system for this hardware was a new language called Objective-C that was derived um, in, uh, in, an, in an effort to create something that was object-oriented but not as sort of um, oversized as, as C++. It turned out that this platform and this, these computers were actually quite successful, um, especially in areas like research, academia. Um, the first web browser invented by Tim Berners-Lee and, and hacked together at, at CERN, the, at the um, research center, was actually running on a Next machine. So Tim Berners-Lee was building the first web browser on, uh, on Next computer. Um, this continued on, and two years later, um, Next Step 2.0 came out, which actually included the so-called interface builder. Um, and this was the first time that we had a fully object-oriented toolkit to build user interfaces um, in a commercially available platform. You could say Smalltalk was similar to that, but in Smalltalk you were still sort of creating your actual user interface through code, right? You, there wasn't a, a fancy graphical user interface um, builder system along with it. So this was the graphical user interface uh, design tool that um, people have been sort of waiting for. Even with the Mac, building a UI on the Mac was pretty painful, 
Um, it's, you know, it's a lot of hard work. You had to install like a command line based development environment. It was not all um, as shiny and, and, and well um, defined as today. In uh, 93, so, so the, the hardware, the, the, the beautiful black boxes, um, didn't really fly. Um, it didn't work out. Um, the, hardware ne the next hardware was sort of discontinued, but they found that they had something valuable in their operating system. So they continued developing this for other architectures, aside from the uh, Motorola 68000 platform, also for Intel CPUs, for Spark CPUs, which was a Sun uh, hardware, and for hardware on uh, Hewlett-Packard um, um, CPUs, um, introduced the concept of fat binaries, so one binary could actually run on, on different uh, architectures. And at that time, Next was basically turning into a software company, and uh, the operating system was the key selling point. Um, this continued on in the collaboration with Sun, where they introduced OpenStep, which was used by the Sun operating system on their, um, um, on their workstations which some of you may have still seen in, uh, in computing centers uh, being used. Um, also for the uh, HP Unix. Um, and then it also was uh, brought over to Mac OS and even Windows NT. And um, there was an open source uh, sort of derivative of the next step environment, which was called GNU Step. Um, so <coughs> we now have basically a, um, an interesting, very modern, um, operating system platform. This was the first sort of modern day operating system that was running on top of um, Unix. I mean, Unix had been around, of course, forever um, and was pretty robust. This was one of the reasons why they chose it. They didn't decide to build an operating system from scratch. Um, they used something that had already been around and had proven itself over several decades of, of development in the, um, in the workstation world. So this is what these boxes looked like, you know, um, they had, for example, built-in CD-ROM drives and all those kinds of um, interesting things. They were trying to, again, be different from the beige boxes of, of Intel PCs. And this is an example of what the um, user interface looked like. Um, so you had you know, your, your little sort of iconified things here, uh, which were a mix of um, desktop accessories and just iconified applications. Uh, you can see a, a, pretty, a pretty standard, uh, we would say, from, from today's point of view, um, two and a half D pseudo sort of uh, relief 3D interface toolkit here uh, with uh, with the menu bar here with with drop downs for different um, you know, sub menus um, toolbar buttons you know all that kind of stuff uh, was basically around in um, you know around 1988. In a way. Um, what we see here already is you know, a lot of stuff being sort of docked around the edge of the screen. This was sort of a, the predecessor to the Mac OS X dock that we now um, still have today. So what happened then was kind of weird. Um, Jobs came back to Apple um, through an Apple sort of purchasing Next. Um, and you know, Basically, eight years later, the rest of Apple had also figured out that their old operating system wasn't really going anywhere anymore, um, and they decided to you know, get, the, uh, get a new underpinning. And when Jobs came back, he said, you know, the next thing, thing that I've developed here at this company is going to be the new um, macOS. And um, they now had a, an interesting challenge on their hands. There were these, you know, the, uh, 
the 80s hippies, basically, that had been developing the classic Mac OS, you know, long white beards and all that, which was really ni a really nice classical, web uh, uh, classical operating system. Um, not so much on sort of the technical forefront of, of you know, preemptive multitasking and stuff like this, but a very nice user experience, very well-rounded, very uh, consistent. And you know, people who were using Macs were using it because of that. And then you had, on the other hand, all these like Unix hackers who were uh, technically more advanced with their system, but who hadn't quite been around the Mac experience for so long. So now the challenge was to bring those two together. Um, this wasn't that hard, though. Um, it turned out in the end that they were able to merge the underpinning, the, the Unix-based Next um, kernel, with the uh, Apple's specific selling points, like the user interface that they had, the finder they had, um, the multimedia platforms, such as QuickTime, you know, for playing back videos and stuff. Um, and so in 1999, Apple released a, a preview of Mac OS X, uh, which I ran this on a machine back then, and it was really funny because you could still see in many points when you launched it, it had these like big black boxes that the next user interface tool could use everywhere. So a lot of the things had not graphically been adjusted yet to, the, to, be, you know, to look Mac-like. Um, so... In the, in the end, Mac OS X today is directly derived from Next Step and, um, and the OpenStep environments, which means Mac OS X uses a, um, a Mach BSD uh, Unix kernel. Uh, it uses the Objective-C language, like Next Step introduced. Um, it uses the Cocoa <coughs> user interface toolkit, um, which, while it does have the look of Mac OS X, um, you know, uses the, the ideas of an object-oriented class hierarchy um, that next step uh, provided it um, and this shows actually when you look into the um, user interface toolkit or when you look into the general libraries that that are available uh, a lot of them will use the the ns prefix for their classes which is just stands for next step even today um, interface builder is the is the the exact tool well not the exact one but directly uh, based on the tool that uh, was introduced in the 80s and late 80s as a user interface development environment, um, and you know other things like NetInfo, like managing network services, and those was combined with Apple um, user interface technologies. This content was provided by RWTH Aachen University.